106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Bartender knows what we want. We're a regular, everyday, two-for-one family. Keeping each other from thinking too much. Someone's always buying if you ain't got money. Cause everyone needs drinking Hi everyone, welcome to C&D's Booze Reviews, the number one podcast in Greenwood County. It's so great for you guys to be back here and listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome everybody, C&D's Booze Reviews, episode 21. Uh, if you're watching the video, you'll notice that we have, uh, some would say maybe an orphan. Yeah. Uh, we have our first ever in-person special guest. In studio, baby. Yeah. Brandon Winfrey. Brandon, thanks for coming. Thank you guys for having me. What's up, everybody? How's it going? <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this is going to be uh, awesome. <laughs> this is kind of an impromptu thing. Uh, wasn't necessarily planned, uh, but... Let's talk about the circumstances. The circumstances were, it's Sunday. Yes. We were all together for the Chiefs game. Yep. And uh, I think they won, didn't they? Oh, uh, yeah. We're going back to the oh, fucking yeah, Super baby. Bowl, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so we were all together, and we thought, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, we do have a movie to talk about. We're gonna, we are going to talk about it. But um, yeah. before we get really into the movie... Uh, I've been talking about for the past couple weeks. I was going to wear the sauna suit. Yeah, you finally did, man. That you got me for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait to see how much you sweat. I got it on. <laughs> you're going to be you're going to be pers- perspirating <laughs> all all night. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I got it on. Uh, and then before we get too crazy, I have a gift for you. Oh, okay. All right. Drum roll. Oh shit, guys! You can for those of you listening. He made a puzzle of Star Wars. It has uh, Vader, Luke, uh, Leia, Obi-Wan, Han, Chewie. This is sick, dude. I figured you could hang it up uh, behind your... Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back there. Perfect. So here's the deal. My wife has been very adamant that I share this information. I did probably 6% of that puzzle. <laughs> Uh, a little colorblind. I got the I, yeah, I got the outline done, and then I took it home. I bought this mat that you can like yeah, you like, do the puzzle on top of it. And you roll it up, and you can transport it. Uh huh. And I bought that mat, and I took it home, and I put it on a table, and I got very frustrated with it because I'm not very good at colors. Um, wish I was. I'm not. Well. So she. Basically, did the whole thing. God, yeah, God bless you. <laughs> I, however, glued it and put it in the frame. So, well, you, know, you did te- your part. Team effort. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Shaylee made that. I thought it would be, since you're such a Star Wars nerd, I thought it'd be. Yeah, big shout out. Yeah, really cool to have up here. But, all right, episode 21, this week's episode, it was my week to pick. Initially, I had a certain movie picked out. Yeah. Um, but last week, you know, Chase hit us with Killers of the Flower Moon. It was a Leo movie. Yeah, man. And it got me to thinking about some Leonardo DiCaprio movies. And 
you know, we went back and forth on it this week on whether or not we should do it, but we said screw it, and we did The Revenant. Yeah. Uh, fair warning, uh, I actually had some things come up, so I wasn't actually able to watch the movie, or well, re-watch the movie. I've already seen it before, so I should still be okay. We'll see. <laughs> well, so, yeah, this is going to be one of those episodes where we have had some beers throughout the well, day. Watching football. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to have a, a good movie review, but I think the stick around because after we're done with the movie, I think that's where. Uh, the, yeah, we're about to the fun part's gonna hit. <laughs> Just talking shop. But uh, the Revenant came out in 2015, 75 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio did win finally his one and only Oscar yep. from this movie. Uh, at this point, he had been nominated eighteen times. God damn! And finally won. <laughs> That's rough, dude. And finally won. And you know, I printed out some. Uh, I don't know. I assume you are, but I'm not sure. I don't know if you're aware. This is a true story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which. We probably need to shy away from. We keep doing true stories. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what's going on there. But, <laughs> but anyway, right. I printed out some information uh, about the movie and then the real story. So this movie, I'll just lay out the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to read this off my shit. Yeah. So the movie basically follows a guy. His name is Hugh Glass. And it's a, <laughs> oh, what a great name. <laughs> it's a great name. But it's the early 1820s. Okay. The American frontier is just kind of being discovered, really. Mm-hmm. The march and, out west, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, retired soldiers or just men that have been around mm-hmm. after a certain period of time, whatever. The beaver pelt is worth gold. That's so crazy. It, the, the beaver pelt was worth a lot of money. It was a gold mine. Yeah. So this movie follows a group of men that are in search of the beaver, and they go and they trap the beaver, and they do this. But in course of that, they have to battle Indians and poachers and things of the like. Mm-hmm. And Hugh Glass ends up getting completely mauled by a grizzly bear. Yeah. Uh, viciously mauled big time uh, <laughs> and survives, but survives to a point where he's really a liability to the group and uh, they leave him for dead and he survives. And the reason that he survives the whole plot, like the reason, you know, that he comes back is for revenge. Mm-hmm. And this is a true story. I should disclose that while the movie did win Oscars and it was, I mean, it's really a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. The historical historical accuracy of this movie is not very good. Gotcha. Meaning, like hi- historians that watched it, it was like, "What the fuck? This is not." Yeah. Uh, so they did what Hollywood does and kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason that I picked this, like we watched Killers of the Flower Moon last week, mm-hmm. and it was Leo, and it was Indians, and I was like, damn, that's good. And then like a day after that, I was with one of our friends, and we were just chilling out on the couch, and he put on some documentary series called The you know, the American Frontier, which every episode is a documentary about a different frontiersman. 
And we were watching, we watched, we got like three episodes in and it was like, damn, I can't believe these guys went through that or they did all this. Yeah. And then it got to this Hugh Glass story. And I saw it at the beginning. I saw the guy get mauled by a bear and I told him, I was like, dude, they made a movie about this. Like, Mm. this is some real stuff. So a lot of my notes tonight are not, they are about the movie, but it's the contradictory area. I see the, uh, the actual story. Yeah. So the way the movie opens up is it opens up uh, with an Indian attack. Like, they're collecting their beaver pelts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm trying to think of the name of the Indians. Oh, I don't want to butcher it. Well, who cares? Uh, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> okay. Starts with a K. But they come after this group of uh, frontiersmen or whatever. Yeah. And a few of them survive, and they go down river on a boat. Mm-hmm. And Hugh Glass has been hired basically as the guide, saying nobody knows this part of the area better than Hugh Glass. Nobody. Gotcha. That's what he's there for. So in the movie, it shows Leonardo, who plays Hugh Glass, Mm -hmm. and he has a a Pawnee child, a son. Yeah. That's not true. That never never happened. happened? No, it never happened. No, 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 no. Yeah, he's kind of like a big focal point of the movie actually uh, massive yeah uh throughout the whole movie his ties to the pawnee nation not true uh, they really highlight that in the movie mm-hmm. uh hugh glass historically uh which i also have uh some notes on big old hugh glass here uh <laughs> he had hugh no glass. love loss for the indians had none yeah he fought against them uh, not to say that he didn't like probably certain tribes, but they tried it in this movie. They're like, oh, Hugh Glass is like this pot of, uh, Potawatomi-like sympathizer, and he had a kid with him, and he did this. That's just not true. It's just not. And in the movie, you know, you have Leonardo. Yeah. Uh, in real life, the dude's almost 50, okay? <laughs> they called him Old Hugh. Yeah, I guess 50 back then is probably, like, ancient. <laughs> like, you know, like, people, yeah. I'm sure, like, the average lifespan was, like, 30 years. I mean, you get a cut and you get, like, sepsis or something. Right. Well, you got a, a 1823. Is that what I said? Yeah, 1823. So. God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so, <Skiers> anyway. <laughs> yeah. <no>. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, they, they paint him as this big Indian synthesizer or whatever, and that's just not, that's not true. But the movie opens up with a massive Indian attack. And I don't know if you remember. I know it's been a minute since you've seen it, since mm-hmm. you didn't get to watch it. Dude, the way it is filmed is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like, it, it almost looks like it's one camera the whole time that's going Just following the, ba- oh, the scene. Yeah. Um, and so the camera angles are badass. And then you get introduced to Tom Hardy's character, mm-hmm. who plays Fitzgerald mm-hmm. in the movie. And then there's that dumb kid... Uh, he was in We Were the Millers, and oh, uh, uh, I know who you're talking. He's in the Marvel movies now, right? Is that who you're talking about? Yes, yeah. yes, he is. I think his name was uh, damn. I didn't write it down. Hutchinson or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it don't matter. Okay, so anyway, they end up getting away from these Indians. Okay, and uh-huh. they go down river, and Hugh Glass at this point uninjured says, "We got to get off the river. Like they're everywhere." Mm-hmm. And it should be noted. From a historical standpoint, like how crazy people went over these beaver pelts. I don't. So, like, what's the big draw of a beaver pelt? 
Okay, so they would come over here. Is it like clothing? Is that mainly yeah, it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was absolutely clothing. But, you know, you're, you're talking the early 1800s, right? Like, people are still coming over here on boats. Yeah. So, like, in this movie, you have French, you have English people, you have Irish yeah, people. Yeah, all, all sorts of people. Uh, the beaver pelts was a great way to, you would go on, like, say, a six-month voyage, voyage down the yeah. river, right? And you would trap so many pelts. And then you would bring them back, and they would send them to Europe for fancy women to make coats out of and you. all this. And you would make a lot of money. I see. But the thing that I find fascinating about all this, just from a historical standpoint, is people back then were working hard to make money to survive. <laughs> okay? Which sounds like a basic concept. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, though. We go to work, and yeah, we survive, and then we get to buy whatever the hell we want, or we get to go on a cruise, or we get to go on a vacation. Yeah, yeah. Not these people. No, no, no. They were working strictly to have money to send home to their families so they didn't starve to death. <laughs> we will never know what that's like. No. Fucking bidets. Buy bidets off Amazon. Yeah, we'll buy a bidet. Exactly. That's just not how it was then, man. Like, these people literally had to make money to survive. And they didn't get paid, mind you, until after this was done. And you might die, and you might, you know, get, get sick or yeah. whatever. And they didn't get paid until it was all said and done, until the furs were sold. Dude, morphine probably wasn't even invented by then. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it was a little bit of a problem. And also, these guys that went on these voyages and these expeditions, mm-hmm. they didn't get paid, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. Like, it was such... A disaster, really, like historically, it was such a disaster. We decimated, and I shouldn't say we because my people didn't come over until well after. Uh, my Europeans decimated, decimated the beaver population. Like, historically, we always talk about, you know, like the buffalo population. Oh, so yeah. We decimated the beaver population. I mean, Dude, to the point where you would never see one. Miraculously, somehow, they have gotten so infested again that we're doing it again now. We're trying to right on. literally <laughs> bomb these some bitches, like kill them. <laughs> but uh, that was off topic. But anyway, so Hugh Glass, they get, they get out of this uh, exchange. This battle, basically. Yeah. And... Again, I think his name's Hutchinson or whatever the hell his name is. I can't remember. Uh, but he's a young kid. And what they don't show in the movie is that this kid befriends Hugh because he was a blacksmith in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. And apparently back then, St. Louis was this very hot spot. Traders were coming in and out. Yeah, it's right by the Mississippi. Right. So he could see all this money mm-hmm. just being transported. He said, you know, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And he tried, and nobody gave him the time of day. You're a young kid. You're stupid. You're not, you know. So they, they would go on voyages for like three months and leave him at camp. Like, he was not allowed. <laughs> so historically, Hugh Glass was like, nah, fuck that. I'll look out for him. Like, I'll take him, right? Gotcha. Takes him on this voyage. They get there. Hugh is supposed to guide the whole trip. Wakes up earlier than everybody and says, uh, eh, I'm going to go hunting. Doesn't wake anybody up. Yeah. Says, I'm going to go hunting. Goes out. <laughs> gets absolutely mauled. Yeah. By a mama grizzly bear. 
fucks him up. Dude, and we should say the scene in the movie. So I used to think, because after watching Legends of the Fall, that when I got old and feeble, I was going to go up into the Montana mountains and go fight a grizzly to death. Then I watched this movie and realized that's a stupid, stupid idea because this thing literally just destroys him. Yeah, well, and the, the scene in the movie is about 13 minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's brutal, And dude. it's all CGI, but this was 2015, okay? Yeah. It is incredible CGI. Yeah, it's really good. And like, it is gnarly. Dude, you see him getting, like, flung around. The claw, like, literally, it, like, flips him over at one point and just starts taking its claws and, like, ripping it, shredding his back apart. Slices his neck clean open. Yeah. Oh, my God. It, it like, so I'm dropping an F-bomb. It fucks him up <laughs> bad. And then he yeah. thinks it's done, and he lays there, and he goes, <sighs> and he reaches for his rifle, and the bear's coming back, and he shoots the bear. No, sheds off the tackle, doesn't care, comes right back at him, starts fucking him up again. <laughs> Dude, I, Dalton's not exaggerating. Like, for 13 minutes, you watch this guy just get his ass beat down by a bear. Which, on it, like, that scene is why Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar. Because he is acting against nothing, essentially. Like, you know, it's all CGI. And honestly, Leonardo doesn't have very many lines in this entire movie. His entire uh, vernacular and everything is just... <sighs> yeah, because he's... Well, after that, he's messed up for the rest of the well, movie. Well, they like, cut his throat, so he couldn't talk very good. Uh, and this is a true story. This happened. Uh, but, dude, people are so much tougher back then. I'm just telling you, man. But uh, Tom, uh, Tom Hardy's character... Uh, character. Character, Fitzgerald. Yeah. Uh... From the beginning of the movie, you already hate him. Like, he's the perfect bad guy. Yeah, he's a kind of a conniving... Well, he just hates, like, they'd been out there, they'd been uh, working on these beaver pelts, they had so many. Yeah. You're talking so much money. And then the Indians come and kind of destroy him, and he's like, fuck that, like, we gotta get back to him, we gotta... You know, and uh, they're not necessarily under the rule of the American army, but... They kind of are like it's kind of a weird. It doesn't really explain so much because they're they they follow chain of command and they call him captain, and yeah, major and stuff like that. But they're not in. Well, like you like said, it's like it's maybe like, a militia. Well, it's yeah. like you said, they're ex-soldiers, so it just makes sense that they would you know f basically form ranks just like they would in the army yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but I, so Tom Hardy, his initial bitch in this movie <laughs> is that. Glass has a Pawnee son. Mm -hmm. So like I said, not true. Gotcha. Never fucking happened. That is furthest from the truth that ever happened. But that was kind of what built the mm -hmm. animosity. Tension. Yeah, the tension. Because uh, you find out later in the movie that Fitzgerald got scalped yeah. by Indians. So he has such a hatred for all Indian tribes because of what happened to him. Uh you know, meanwhile, there's probably plenty of friendly tribes, but he doesn't care. Yeah. So, anyway, Glass gets mauled by this bear. And they wrap him up, and they put him on a, I don't know what you call a stretcher from back then, but like a sled. <laughs> Sticks. A sled. Sticks, basically, and make it like, a, yeah, a gurney. is great. And they carry him up this mountain, and they keep trying, and they're 
just trying to keep him alive. And he is, by all accounts, dead. Like, uh, you would think he would be dead. He definitely should not have survived the attack he takes in this movie. Yeah. And in real life. And in real life, yeah. So they carry him up this mountain. They get to a point. The Indians are hot right. on their heels. Oh, you opened one? Oh, yeah. Okay, when you open one, you got to make a big deal about it. Oh, okay. What? Uh, That's just what we do. I know you're new to the program. So they carry him up uh, the hill or the mountain or whatever. And it gets to a point where the Indians are about to catch up. Like the the winter is hitting. Everything is hitting. And the captain finally says, hey, I need two volunteers to stay here with him until he dies. We will keep going. And they set like a rendezvous or rendezvous point. The camp that they're already heading to. Yeah. And he says, We'll keep going. And but they at this point expected him to maybe live maybe two days at the maximum. And so in the movie, uh, his son Mm -hmm. obviously stays. Uh oh goddamn, what's his name? I didn't write it down. Uh the young kid, the the guy, he's a very influential part of this. Uh, shit. It's all good. We, we, we'll just say the weird looking guy from We're the Millers. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, uh, whatever. He stays. Yeah. We'll do it live. And then the only reason that Fitzgerald stays is because in the movie he says, I'll pledge 300 gold coins to whoever stays and then gives him a proper burial. Mm-hmm. And so Tom Hardy's character is like 300 pounds, you know, or 300 bucks. So like, yeah, I'll stay. Well, then come to find out that some bitch just don't die. Mm-hmm. So they're there for like a while. It like seems like a couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks at least. And uh, So they stay there and then Tom Hardy is like getting anxious and he's like, and he's so scared of the Indians because mm-hmm. he got scalped. Mm-hmm. He is so scared of them. And he tells Hugh at one point, uh, he looks at him and he goes, just blink and I'll put you out of your misery. Like, I will kill you. (laughs) Just blink. And then Leonardo DiCaprio, or Hugh Glass, keeps his eyes wide open. And he goes, think about your boy. Think about your boy. I'll kill you. I'll put you out of your misery. It's a kindness. It's a kindness. And he never blinks. And his eyes stay open for like, I don't know, like two minutes. And then finally he shuts his eyes and Tom Hardy goes, okay. You blinked <laughs> and then like starts suffocating him. And then in the movie, yeah, uh, Leonardo's son sees this, comes along on Tom Hardy, and is like, get off of him. And he stabs him to death mm-hmm. and then drags his body away. Yeah. But the son, Hugh Glass's son in the movie, which yeah. never existed. But right. Yeah. So then you have the kid who I am. Uh, not finding a name to <laughs> the weird looking guy from where the Millers, dude. I'm yeah, telling- <laughs> but I'm trying to think of his actual character name. Anyway, he finally stumbles along and he is like oblivious to what happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tom Hardy goes, there's Indians down there. There, there's 30 of them. They're coming against. We got to move. We got to move. We got to move. And the other guy is like having a hard time with it because that's his friend. This is the guy that took him under his wing, taught him how to trap, taught him how to, to live in the mountains. And he doesn't want to leave him. And I mean, basically gets bullied into 
Yeah. Like, either stay here or die or come with me and don't. And so he does. He leaves him. They both do. They leave him. And then this man, Hugh Glass. Tough SOB. Is so full of rage. He's a tough son of a bitch, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's so full of rage. And he's so full of the opportunity to get revenge that somehow his body just starts to heal itself. Yeah. And And this is the real life story, too. I mean, not just... So what was the revenge story in real life for? Because obviously in the movie, it's about his son. For leaving him. Oh, for leaving him in real life. Oh, Mm -hmm. shit. (laughs) Yeah. So they didn't stray that much. They just added this, this aspect of he had a son. Probably to make him more like... Appeal, like appealing, you know. I guess would be my guess. Root for him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he somehow crawls out of this grave that they dug for him, and this is why Leonardo DiCaprio is just so good. Like I said earlier, in this movie, he doesn't have any lines really. He just grunts. <laughs> he but. The way he does it, nobody else can do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Yeah, he's portraying a lot just from his facial expressions and. Just the way he emotes himself is incredible. So, anyway, this guy somehow digs himself out of this grave. And mind you, has scars everywhere. I mean, open wounds from a bear, broken bones, probably. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And just starts walking. Walking and walking and walking and walking. And well, I guess in the movie, I'm sorry, he he wanted to jumpstart the walk, so he dove in the damn river and had the current carry him all the way down. I thought Indians showed up in at that part too. I'm getting there, bud. Or am I okay, never mind. I thought that's why he dove in the river, but I could be wrong. You're talking about later in the movie. Okay. So uh at one point he's walking, limping, I mm-hmm. guess. And there's like a dead elk and been picked through by wolves and yeah. and he dives on it and starts eating everything off the bone. <laughs> that is 100% true. That did happen. Oh, really? Yes. I wonder if Leo actually ate it too. In the movie he did. I don't know. I bet he did. I bet he's... Dude, I bet Leo did it. So... They do that, and then he keeps on his journey. And in the movie, what happens is he stumbles upon a Pawnee Indian. Like, there's some wreckage or whatever, and he Mm -hmm. stumbles upon it. And he can speak Pawnee in the movie. Yeah. uh, Because his son's Pawnee, all this blah, blah, blah. Uh, And this lone surviving Pawnee Indian basically says, ride with me, and nurses him back to health. How it happened historically was he was walking practically naked, barefoot, through all this shit Mm -hmm. in the winter. Yeah. And stumbles upon, I believe it was a crow tribe, a friendly crow tribe. Hmm. And they brought him in and put some shit on his wounds, nursed him and nursed him and nursed him. And then he left again and went, I got to go get my revenge. Now, keep in mind what the movie doesn't explain and what it's hard to imagine for anybody is that this particular journey takes months, mm-hmm. maybe even over a year, how long it takes. For him to get back to where... 
Well, I mean, just think about it. You're, you know, it's you, there's you no roads. There's you, no, and you don't even have a horse. Yeah. So you're going on foot through maybe, mountainscapes, and maybe 300, 400 miles. Dude, How we long would does die. that take? We would die in the first twenty four hours. Exactly. <laughs> saving your life. So in the movie, he leaves this Indian, right? Uh-huh. Uh, they go their separate ways. And he's walking pretty good. Like he's still he's still hurt, but he's doing pretty good, right? As yeah, as anyone would be from And he stumbles upon this French these French white folks mm-hmm. that are trappers. But the the beginning of the movie, the Indians that are going after people mm-hmm. are looking for the chief's daughter. Oh, okay. that's right. Yeah. He was not a part of that, but he happens to stumble a uh, part of, you know, like a camp mm-hmm. and he's staying hidden and there's a Indian woman that's like being raped mm. continuously. And he sneaks up on him, slits some throats, freaking puts some bullets in people's heads, yeah, saves the chief's daughter, and they ride their separate ways. They don't go anywhere together. They just mm-hmm. take off, right? So then he gets a horse, and he keeps going, he keeps going. Well, then just when you think that he's doing okay, all of a sudden an Indian tribe is hooping and hollering at him, shooting arrows at him and all this shit. Yeah. And he just takes off on this horse. He goes over a mountain cliff, or like a mountainside, <laughs> and falls and he falls into some trees, breaks his ball, and he kind of comes to, horse is dead, and a blizzard starts to happen. So he guts the damn deer, or not the deer, <laughs> the, horse. the horse. Yeah, Guts the damn horse, breaks the horse's ribs, gets naked, climbs into it to stay the night, stay warm. <laughs> dude, so metal. That, that, <laughs> that actually happened. That is crazy. Yeah. That's how tough this dude is. So how fueled by revenge he was. Yeah, willing to do whatever it so takes. So in real life, he's fueled by revenge because they left him. Mm-hmm. In the movie, he's fueled by revenge because they killed his son. Yeah. Eventually, he makes his way back to camp. Somehow. <laughs> makes his freaking way back. And at this point, he's skin and bones, and he is... I mean, he's been out in the wilderness for oh, months. And mind you, he's still got open wounds from a fucking grizzly bear attack. Yeah, that's crazy. And... uh then when he shows up, they find out, oh, there's some liars. Mm-hmm. There's some people that didn't do what they said they were going to do. And so Fitzgerald, Tom Hardy's character, yeah, runs, gets the hell out of there. Because he's scared. He's like, this son of a bitch somehow couldn't walk when I left him. And he has traveled 400 miles on foot to get me. <laughs> and so he runs off. <laughs> Dude, and, uh, no shit. Can you imagine, imagine seeing him walking up to you and you're like, oh shit, oh, oh. shit. Well, you would never believe that was going to happen. No, no never, chance ever, in hell, ever, dude. ever, ever. And you're in Indian territory. You're There's no way you're going to survive. Somehow this guy did it. And it's purely because he wanted revenge. <laughs> it's purely, not that he wanted to live. Dude, there was somebody, such a badass. It was purely because he wanted revenge. And so Tom Hardy jets out of this camp right mm-hmm. and you know when they get hugh glass in there so then the young kid uh hutchinson or whatever well, you guys is, pass me a beer real quick. you bet what? your ass Bye. so uh hutchinson the captain starts taking issue with it saying you said he was dead and all this stuff 
this kid is, like I said, 18, 19 years old, very impressionable, very scared. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry, he lied to me, he lied to me, he lied to me. They said, we don't give a shit. You're going to hang in the morning. Like, they hated him because of it. Because Hugh was such an important part mm-hmm. of... And to leave him like that, they just couldn't believe it. Yeah. So while the story is mainly about vengeance, it's also hearted in forgiveness. Because, and this is true too, when Hugh gets there, he says, forgive him. He didn't know what he was doing. Because he was conscious enough to see it happen. Yeah, he, he was aware of his surroundings. And he they just... were friends. The, that kid and him, they were friends. Yeah. And he said, forgive him. He He didn't know what he was doing. It's not fair. So now they go hunting Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. So here's where historically and movie gets really blurred. Little murky. Historically, Fitzgerald joined the army. Hugh Glass never saw him again, never got to get his revenge. Gotcha. It never happened. Damn. I watched a documentary. It never happened. And it haunted Hugh Glass to know that he could never find him or reach him or anything. So this guy just disappears. He disappears. Completely disappears. Now, however, in the movie, Hugh Glass goes after him. Yeah. And it's winter, dead of winter, snowy, South Dakota, I think is where they were at. And uh, he takes a captain of the camp with him. And at one point in the movie, he tells the captain, he's like, you go that way, I'll go this way, look for, you know, tracks and this and that. Well, the captain happens upon him first. And Fitzgerald, Tom Hardy's character, is pointing a black powder rifle at him. And they have a shootout. Mm -hmm. And he kills the captain. So what does he do? Instead of just leaving a dead captain there, he scalps him. (laughs) So that it looks like... To make it look like... Uh, Indians, Indians did got it. him. Yeah. So then Hugh happens upon that and starts, he knows. Mm-hmm. And so in the movie, it's really cool. He takes the dead body, puts sticks on his back and all this stuff, props him up, makes him look like he's riding the horse, the mm-hmm. captain. But he can't tell from a distance. It's just a body on yeah, a horse, yeah. right? And then he poses as the dead body. On the trailing horse. Gotcha. So Tom Hardy fires at the corpse. at the standing body. Yeah, and it falls down, and he's like, "Oh, I got him!" You know, and he goes down there, and then yeah, he, he basically becomes Batman or something, dude. <laughs> and then and then Hugh Glass, Leonardo, pops open his buffalo hide, pops him, mm-hmm. and then they get into a very iconic hand to hand combat battle and then some Indians get involved. So I'm not going to ruin the ending. Yeah. But the reason I think this movie is so cool is like I said earlier, like these people literally fought to actually survive. Yeah. And we fight to go on a cruise. Uh, (laughs) And, and it's a true story and it's an important story. Yeah. I think like as far as the American frontier goes, it's basically the wild I mean, it's pure wilderness out there, man. These are mountain men. Yeah. And you're not only are you fighting the elements, you're fighting each other and you're fighting Indian tribes and you're fighting all kinds of stuff. And what's really cool about this story, not necessarily the movie, just the story in general, is this man was able to befriend the Indians as well as the white man and just kind of be the go to guy for all this. 
he just happened to get fucked over and attacked by a bear. <laughs> and then, you know, and then and then people just gave up on him. Yeah. And talk about the toughness. The Dude, absolute toughness. There is a 0% chance any of us in this room are living through a bear attack. No fucking way. Dude, we would have been, we would have just gave up. We'd been like, well, I guess, I guess that was it. Like, Dude, <laughs> if, 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 if my dog bit me, if my dog bit me, I'd be a bitch about it. Yeah. Imagine a fucking grizzly bear. Not, not, not just any old bear. Eight foot tall. Yeah, you know, long, just man. claws that are like three inches long, ready to shred you apart. God. And the reason that Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar in this movie is his acting without saying lines. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, the entire movie, all he did was scream and yell and like be hurt. Yeah, it's 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 a really good movie. Uh, it's and it's uh it's an important movie about. American history. Yeah. Like, we like to forget that this country wasn't founded on uh, killing people and taking shit over and discovery and all this stuff. We like to pretend that that didn't happen. (laughs) It happened. Yeah. And it's important to learn about. And uh, another thing that I learned in that documentary series I was watching about the American frontier, Mm -hmm. there's a guy, I think his name was uh, something copper, something... uh, Anyway, this dude was a mountain man and he was so good at it and didn't want to be like under employment or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was on the Lewis and Clark expedition. expedition. And then at one point while they were going down the river, he looked at a spot and he's like, Oh man, this is, I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> and he did. And then he kept coming back and he led people through the mountains and through, you know, everything. And he was a friend to all the Indians. He knew like their sign language. Like he was yeah, in regards, according to this documentary I watched, the greatest uh, frontiersman and mountain man of all of all time. The, and at one point he got Michael Jordan of mountain men. Yeah. And at one point he got trapped with like some hostile crow. Yeah. And they stripped him naked. And it's like, remember that movie Apocalypto? Yeah. Yeah. They said run, run and they shoot arrows. They at him. did that to him and he outran him. <laughs> I mean, he's incredible. Like I, they're just, it's a really cool thing to learn about. Like all these dudes that went through this because we're so soft. Oh, yeah. Like, I like to consider myself as a hardworking, tough guy. But when it comes compared to them motherfuckers, losing toes from frostbite, still carrying on, like, doing shit. No, I, I'm... Uh, Dude, I can't even sleep well at night if my room's above, like, a certain temperature. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, man. beds. But, being that... Uh, that was... We'll just do a quick rundown of the movie, and now we'll just move on to some other bullshit. Yeah. But we got Brandon Winfrey with us here. Yeah. This what week. Up everybody? How's it going? Uh, I did want to talk about the Oscar nominations. Okay. Because uh, this is a movie-driven podcast. Yeah. Have you seen these, Winfrey? Uh, what, Which ones? The, I mean, I didn't the print movie them out, you just though. talked about? No, Oscar nominations. We're oh, done no, with I didn't the watch the Oscars. It's, it, hasn't, it, hasn't it hasn't happened yet. yet but they just oh. announced the uh, nominees. Oh, the Golden Globes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, hey, actually, I want to show you something. Okay. Now, I did see that they we called were... out the pedophilia ring oh, going yeah. on yeah. inside of uh, yeah. Yeah. the old... We were talking about uh, the Revenant and the rifles that they used. Oh, uh, your black powder? 
that. We might get monetized on YouTube, but that's this okay. This right here. You take three paces back to operate this motherfucker. Is a black powder rifle that my uncle built in probably the Sorry. 60s or 70s. <laughs> it's not charged, so. Damn, dude. Uh, Look but, at that thing. But that's your, what they were using in the mountains, man. Jesus Christ. So the way you put your, put your fucking hands The way you do man. this, right, is you pour some black powder down the barrel. Stuff that her, bitch. Stuff put her. a ball in it. Right? And then you Meanwhile, while stuff this is that ball on, you got the drum the drummer boy playing. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. also you also have a grizzly running right down at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's pretty kick ass. Thought that was a pretty good prop to bring, be, considering the movie that. Is this rifle? Is this rifling in this? This is a 54 caliber gun. God damn. Putting not... slugs out, dude. Ready to go. <laughs> anyway, so. Well, I, I'm just saying, because like the, the first muskets, they had no rifle. <laughs> yeah, it's just a smooth barrel. It just goes straight out. And you had no idea where that thing was. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it makes sense when, uh, like, you would line up. Oh, yeah. In like, front of each 10 other, feet away from like each other. A football game. And you just masquerade, masquerade each other. But <laughs> well, when they discovered rifling, at what point did they, like, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. Like, yeah. you're getting pretty accurate at killing motherfuckers. Like, I think the Indians took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were probably like, you know, um, they don't stand in straight lines, so yeah, and, like, <laughs> this bullet goes exactly where I shoot it out. Um, maybe I, maybe we shouldn't just stand right in front of each other anymore. I don't know. You mean back in the days when they have cannon fire? Yeah, like people would be like staring down the, the barrels war, of cannons. The Civil War is exactly what I'm talking about. Like the Civil War, like they're still fighting like they did in the Revolutionary War, but that rifling they had it. And <laughs> so they were just well, killing they, people. They had a <laughs> they had a repeater rifle in the Civil War. They. Yeah, but you didn't have a repeater rifle in. Uh, I mean, lead, really well, leading up to that yeah. in a war, I will say Civil War is the greatest war of all time oh, to yeah. learn about. Oh, it really it's, is. yeah, it's You're crazy. Right, they're cutting it off. Yeah, you like, get a that's so wild. You get a bullet to your leg, and they're like, "Well, it's gone." Hey, <laughs> goddamn it! I wanted to talk about the Oscar. Oh uh, yeah, 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 might be. So uh, I can Google them on my phone, so we get them all. Uh, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because, yeah, we're a movie-driven podcast. Oriented, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of controversy with this year's Oscars. About, as in, like, what? I feel like you know. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein? Is it, Leo, <laughs> is it is it is it is it uh, Leo not getting nominated? Is that what you're talking about? No. I don't. I don't feel like that's very controversial. Okay. Well, I thought he was great in Killers of the Flower Moon, but I did. I did too. Okay. You know what? Let's talk about that for a second. Uh, this guy doesn't do like a lot of movies, really. Anymore. No, he, he's really picky and choosy about his. Crap. That's what I'm saying. Like every movie he is in gets nominated, whether it's him or the movie or whatever. Yeah, he just makes like he's not gonna make a rom com. No, he he doesn't have a. There's no reason for him to. But Matthew McConaughey still will. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, he's also he's got that swagger. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's Matthew McConaughey. Okay, all so right, right, right. um, best actor this year, Paul Giamatti, which surprises me. By the uh, way, I heard that movie's really good for the holdovers. Bradley Cooper, uh, Maestro. Yeah. Uh, God damn it! You're gonna butcher this. 
Coleman Domingo. I think you got it. Rustin? Never heard of it. Uh, yeah, I haven't. Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer. We thought that was going to happen. Dude, it, how did he? So he won it? No, he no, hasn't. That hasn't he, happened he yet. He did win the Golden so Globe. He's nominated. Yeah, he's nominated. He's nominated. He's win it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's probably the heavy favorite. I assume because uh, the holdovers year. at the Golden Globes won Best Comedy. Yeah, it's a. So I can't imagine Paul Giamatti is going to win. Uh, I mean, it's possible. Yeah, uh, crazier then, things have happened. You have Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Okay. Now we go Best Picture. Yeah. The Holdovers. Yeah. Uh, American Fiction. The Zone of Interest. I've never even heard of Me it. Me neither. Barbie. Of course. Yeah. Offenheimer. Uh, Poor Things with Emma Stone and all them. Okay. Past Lives. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall. Maestro. Killers of the Flower Moon. Dude, so Killers of the Flower Moon did get Best Picture nom. Yeah, and it probably deserves it, to be honest. That's a great Okay. You have seen Killers of the Flower Moon? Here is what's going to get controversial. Okay. Best Actress. Emma Stone. I know what you're talking about. Okay, I know now. Uh, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. She won a Golden Globe. Yeah. Um, Annette Bening, Nyad. (laughs) Uh, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, and Sarah Hiller, Anatomy of a Fall. So the Oscars are getting a lot of heat right now mm-hmm. because because of of Barbie. Yeah, Margot and Greta Gerwig, the director. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she didn't. Did she not get nominated for Best Director? No, she didn't. And Margot Robbie didn't get nominated for Best Actress. But, uh, what's his nuts? Oh, Ryan Gosling got nominated for best supporting actor. (laughs) (laughs) People's champ, baby. Here's my issue. What? Okay. Okay. There are categories for certain people. Mm -hmm. There are categories for leader, lead actors. There are categories for lead actresses, supporting, supporting directors, whatever. Yeah. I don't like the backlash. And listen, I will never stick up for the Academy. I, I very rarely do. Everybody is just burning places down because Margot Robbie didn't get nominated. And Greta Gerwig, or whatever the hell her mm-hmm. name is, didn't get nominated. Okay? Because, and here's their justification. They are pissed because this movie was made by women, for women, about women empowerment. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. I'm all f- I'm all for that. Have we stopped to maybe consider that maybe the fucking performances in the goddamn movie were not good enough to be Oscar caliber performances? I haven't seen the movie or really paid either. attention yeah. to. It. So like, I'm just I'm coming completely unbiased. But they are crucifying the Academy. No. Uh, fucking what's his nuts for getting? Oh, Ryan Gosling. They are crucifying Why? him for it. Why? Because Why? he's a man in a woman's picture. What the hell did he oh have to do with the academy? God. He didn't do nothing. They are crucifying, like not like not the people that were in the movie. Like, yeah, like his yeah. Fans, how dare he get nominated? 
He can't control if he gets nominated. <laughs> yeah, the Academy doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he can't control that. And he even tweeted, he's like, I feel so bad that my fellow cast members, and you know who did get nominated, by the way, for Best Supporting Actress? American Ferreira, who is in that movie, and she's a supporting actress, and she is nominated, and she won a Golden Globe. Okay. So you cannot argue that this movie has gotten snubbed, because yeah. it hasn't. It got nominated for Best Picture. So is there going to be an uproar if like it doesn't win Best Picture? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. They're, because Jeez. they're making it such a, a sexist thing. And the Academy right now, if it's in their best interest, it would have been to nominate that movie for absolutely everything. Because all they have been is accused of is being racist or, <laughs> or sexist or whatever, right? It's a movie about a little girl's doll, dude. Like, come on, what are we doing? What are we doing here? But you can't say the movie got snubbed. It got nominated for Best Picture, which means to some of, audiences it has to be good. The hundreds of movies that right. were out this year, it made it they made the final right. cut. But the fact that Margot didn't get nominated, maybe it wasn't her and by the way, don't act like Margot's not an Oscar winner. She won for I Tanya and she's been nominated a couple different times. Yeah. So don't act like this is just you know, something's being taken away from her. And then not only that, Greta, whatever the hell her name is, the director, maybe she just didn't direct that good of a movie. Is that possible? I haven't seen it. But can we not at least explore that that's a possibility? I think that's a fucking... I mean... Yeah, that's what you should... To be honest, like, let's be real. It's a movie, like you said, about a fucking toy. About a fucking kid's toy, dude. I mean... We're that Yeah, know. but there's supposed to be a deep underlying issue about how hard about it is to be a woman. What, dude? It, it, that's what it is. It's how hard it is to be a woman. Okay? I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah, obviously we don't know. Stand yeah. away from that. But, but fuck. I mean, let's make you don't you don't get to you don't get to just because your movie didn't make it. You don't get to fucking throw an outroar about it. How many movies have we seen that we're like, damn, that's, that's Oscar? Contention, yeah, didn't even get a nod at all. Okay, we've seen plenty of those, so I don't like that. Just because it's a female cast and it's a female director and it's this and that, you don't get to just automatically be nominated for every fucking award possible. No, earn it. Yeah, earn it. But it's happened before, so they're just gonna keep going down that path. I'm just saying, you know don't saying? be mad at the Academy because if they wanted to, if they wanted to not have all this controversy. They would have just done it. Like, fuck it. I don't want to deal with the stuff. bullshit. Let's money. just nominate it. And I don't know. It's just pissing me off. And I know people are going to fucking say that I'm this sexist piece of shit and I'm this and I'm that. No. You know what I am? I'm a movie buff. And guess what? Maybe your movie wasn't better than everybody else's movie. Yeah, tough shit. Like, if you, wanna be, if you want to be on the same caliber of everybody else, then accept your loss. Yeah. Just accept it. You sucked. All right. Let's try again next time. And, and the movie obviously didn't suck because the movie itself did it get made nominated. Like a, a bajillion, yeah. mo- like it made a bajillion right. dollars, and it got nominated for Best Picture. I mean, what so else? there, yeah, like, there's no argument that the movie completely got snubbed. It didn't, but because Ryan Gosling got nominated, they're turning into this male privilege bullshit. He didn't ask to be nominated. He probably didn't even think he was going to be nominated for a stupid role like this. Yeah, what was his role? Just hugging her? He was Ken. He was time? this dumb Ken. Just fucking. I don't know. Behind her to be honest, like you said, we haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. Maybe he's awesome in it. I don't have a clue. But. No, but I just I can't stand the backlash. Stop. Yeah, well. 
Maybe watch Oppenheimer. Maybe watch all these other movies that are nominated before you form an opinion. So, I heard earlier, Winfrey did say you watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. yes what I was did. your thoughts? I'll tell you this. Um, never have I heard of that tribe before ever. The Osage? The Osage yeah. Nation. And now I know why. Because they got done dirty. Dude, did I not tell you at work? Holy it was going to be It was crap. a crazy movie. Dude, the fact that... You could. What really threw me off was he was married to his wife for <laughs> multiple years. Yeah. And then at the end, tried to kill her. Oh, yeah. And then when she knew about what was going on, he tried to play it off as if, oh, I've done nothing wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am so sorry what happened to your people. Meanwhile, he is. Inject, he's infusing her insulin with whatever poison it was. Yeah, it's not really stated. And, but, murdering, yeah. and then at the trial, still going on with that fucking message that I've done nothing. I love you, baby. <laughs> and then the trial goes over. Dude, I told you it was a crazy movie, Dude, didn't I? Yeah, it was insane. Like, the fact, like, they didn't just go with guns. Like, they didn't just go with guns and try to just take over with force. Yeah. Like, like the manipulation, manipulation part. Manipulation, like it yeah, was insane. Yeah, I knew you were gonna like that movie, dude. Oh man, it blew my mind that in the fact that that actually happened. He's even wilder. It's even crazier because, <laughs> like, hey, did the sauna suit get a little hot there, Noxie? I'm getting a little warm. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was gonna wear it though. It was a Christmas. Hey, you did it, man. Fucking, looks like. Daft Punk concert. Did you uh, yeah. did you just blow out your crotch? By the way, like what just happened there? <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't happen if you didn't buy such a cheap ass gift. Hey, it was on clearance, man. Give me a break. <laughs> oh my god. Shit. Uh, next thing I have on my notes or my list. Uh, what are you looking forward to in the spring? The spring. The spring? Uh, not winter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the warmth to come Warmer back. Warmer temperatures. Uh, but also, I'm looking forward to, in the springtime, uh, the Chiefs being uh, Super Bowl champions. Yes. That's what I'm looking absolutely. forward to. The, absolutely. Uh, um, and maybe, and just maybe, I'll say this with as much, the most emphasized that I can express, that... Uh, we get a, uh, and then never mind. Okay. I ain't gonna say it. Okay. Okay. It's a movie podcast. I ain't gonna say it. All right. All right. Well, well the movie's over. You yeah, you can say whatever the hell you want. I ain't want. gonna say it. I ain't gonna say it. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> uh, I won't blue ball you guys, but uh, it has to do with the presidential election. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we get a uh, worthy opponent. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. A worthy opponent from which side? I think we all know. Uh, uh, I think just aside, know. just aside. I think we all know what side. Uh-huh. Just aside. But, Which one? Uh, just aside. The one that's like not as most common when you write on a piece of paper. The opposite side of that. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. yeah. Let's get that. Uh, I'm looking forward to. So we are hopefully approaching spring pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, really, just the fishing. That's what I'm really excited about. Damn, you country boy, you. Well, dude, look at them. He's a. He's going to go out. He's going to fish. He's going to do all these things. He's going to get on the boat. 
He's going to get his protein in from the fish. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can't see my face because the fucking mic was in the way. And that's the money maker. Dude, I swear I can't stop doing this Arnold impression after watching that stupid State Farm commercial. Well, hey, tell me, tell me, tell me again. How did the dinosaurs get extinct? It was the Ice Age. One of the best Arnolds I've ever heard. Uh, I do. Really good. It is really I good. did. Uh, you know, we talked about this a second ago, but I, I'm being vulnerable with you boys, and I'm being for real. <laughs> uh, and this might get me in trouble, but do you think I'm a sexist? Like, for real? Uh, no, at times, I maybe. It's, it's, it's easy to say that in this day and age. Okay. Yeah, like, mate. Yeah, like, I can it agree. It's so easy to say that. I think sometimes it's, it's mainly rooted in jokes, right? Like, yeah, usually. So the reason I bring this up, I'm not going to say who it is. Although I really want to. Uh, I know a person who's getting married soon. Uh-huh. And I was on the phone with him the other day, and I was like, dude, you having a bachelor party? And he goes, yeah, we're going to do a bachelor bachelorette party. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, what is that, dude? Thank you. That's Thank sick. you. Thank you. I said, dude, that's so lame, man. Go out with your boys. Yeah. That's what I said. So then his uh, fiance, I guess I was on speaker, and she goes, oh, fuck you with your outdated sexist bullshit. Is what? it sexist? <laughs> no, that's sexist? been a thing forever. Okay, thank you. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like that's sexist, oh right? Nowhere in that what you just said was sexist. You okay. can say, oh, well, go do your own thing because women are stupid. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, didn't say yeah, anything yeah, yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, okay. So, about? like, I, I, you know, finished the phone conversation. I hung up and I went to my wife and I was like, that wasn't sexist, right? And no. And she goes, no. And and I think the problem herein lies this. Mm-hmm. I feel like women think that bachelor parties are just consisted with going to strip clubs, cheating on them, yeah. like doing all this yeah, thing. Yeah. I'll tell you, I've been on a lot of them. So have you. That's just not the truth. Yeah, most of the time it's like chilling at the Airbnb and getting drunk. That's literally it for most of the time. What did we do for your bachelor party? We went gambling. And then we went to a hockey game. Yeah, we did. And like, then we went to comic book stores. Yeah, we did. And what did we do on yours? Fuck, we went to a couple bars in Austin and then pretty much the same We threw thing. some axes. Yeah, we threw axes and then at, chill at the Airbnb. Pretty PG-13 at the most. Yeah. And on mine, what did we do on mine? We went fucking fly fishing. I mean, went to bars. Uh, I mean, pretty much pretty basic there shit. There was no strip yeah. clubs in sight on any of ours. No. So, and who cares if there is, you know? But uh, that's if, a, if there is, how is that sexist? I don't like, know. That's is, I've been struggling with it these past couple of days because I'm like, I don't understand yeah, how that makes me sexist. I, I would get over that really. shit, dude. Whatever. Yeah, but here's the, the issue that lies in with a word like sexist. It's a buzzword. It's what they're getting fed on TikTok. I agree. So here's the problem with the words like sexist, racist, homophobic, transphobic, yeah. this and that. So phobic, phobia, means you have a, a, a irrational fear of something. Yeah. Okay? So just because you disagree with somebody doesn't mean you're a cyst or a phobic. It just means you don't agree. Mm-hmm. So if... For example, and I'm not saying this is the case or how I believe or any of this. I'm just saying, for an example, if you came to me and you said, hey, I want to marry a dude. And I said, ah, 
I'm not really for it. That doesn't mean that I don't love you. It doesn't mean I'm not scared of you. I'm scared of you. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that we differ in opinion, right? And that's okay. Mm -hmm. This country was literally founded on differences of opinions. Yeah. So when you tell people for stupid reasons like that, you're outdated, you're uh, sexist, you're this or you're that. When you say those words, it loses its luster, which means that those words no longer mean anything. Mm -hmm. When you call somebody a racist for not being a racist, then the, the word racist doesn't mean anything. If you call somebody a sexist when they're not being sexist, it doesn't mean anything. It's like Winfrey said, it's a buzzword. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Well, the, the people saying it, they don't even know the meaning. No, they do it because it's popular. They saw it on yeah. fucking X. Like, they saw yeah. it on yeah. Instagram. Like when they feel any kind of... like uh, Opposition. Uh, uh, yeah, and they just throw in the buzzword. Noxy. Hit me with one. But it is crazy how we go went from um, Leonardo getting what we do. fucked by a bear to... Talking about. Hey man, welcome to CND's Booze Reviews. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens here. No, but I I feel like it's an important thing to say because no, yeah, hundred percent. It, it it is kind of horseshit. Like, and then you have to defend yourself, and that's not well, fair. Yeah, that's the thing. You shouldn't have to. Like, and also, there's nothing wrong with having an opinion. No, but even yes, but there's nothing wrong with having progressive values when it comes to you and your marriage or just you in general, right? Yeah. Like having a, an opinion. Yeah, but you know like, let's saying? say like, you get married to somebody and, and a man and woman are like, this is how it's going to be and this is whatever. Yeah. Fine. It, but there's also nothing wrong with having some traditional values either. And it's not like I sought out to find a woman mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, it has to be this, you know, whatever. I found a woman that traditionally within certain parameters of values we agree on yeah. whether it's Christianity or how things should be in this and that, just, but it's okay. Just, that doesn't mean that if my wife doesn't do the dishes, I'm going to come home and beat the <laughs> hell out of her. Let's say the fifties or now. you know, but now it, it's such a straight and narrow path. If you deviate from that path whatsoever, you are an enemy. You're going against the grain. The grain. And yeah, why? you are now or you are now a just a, But why? I don't okay. understand what's the point. I do have, I do have a uh, lesser topic that I found. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know we're getting heavy, yeah, but yeah, I well, dude, it's just been on my heart. And this is what we do on this podcast. This is a podcast by the people for the people. Uh, yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm not like trying to be a fucking no, no, sexist no. piece of shit, but I shouldn't be a sexist piece of shit for saying, "Hey, I believe in certain values." The wife that I found, mind you, believes in the same values i didn't convert her okay <laughs> here's the thing you shouldn't have to preach that then you know like no you shouldn't have to but it fucking seems like you do man hey well, i mean calm down i'm sorry i'm getting i'm getting heated yeah calm down all right all right all right go ahead uh so i found my new gripe in the morning oh hell yeah i'm here for it okay What's up? this might make me sound like i'm about to turn 30 and i'm fucking here for it okay because you know why i found that I don't, I can't stand people in gas stations that are talking on the phone at six thirty in the morning. Oh, I'm like, like crazy. Whoa. who are you talking to? You Wait, know no, 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 time out, time out, time. Like at the pump or in the no, in like the in the store. Like I'm getting my coffee, and I yeah. I found my new annoyance. <laughs> what, are you too lazy to make coffee at home? Yeah, motherfucker, I am. You have a coffee <laughs> pot. I know I do, but oh, I like you I like cappuccino machine. I like Starbucks coffee. Anyway. We don't have Starbucks around here. Oh, but you can get them in the cans, homie. The little glass bottles. 
Oh, so the Anyways, pre-made Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. So I found out the other morning, I can't stand people that are talking at 6.30 in the morning on the phone. Yeah. I'm like, who in the hell are you having a full-on <laughs> conversation with mm-hmm. at 6.30 in the morning better be somebody in a in gas England. station? Like, this better be across the globe, They either on the East Coast or on another country, because I don't understand how you can do that. And I don't know why it bugged me so bad. Okay, so now do you understand my gripes when it comes to gas stations in the morning? I, I Yeah. Well, I, What's your stance on gas stations? Uh, oh, dude, I have a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, fuck. I, when I go to the gas station, it's about 5.15 in the morning. Okay. Gas station op- opens at 5, okay? So the workers are not even wanting to be there yet. Meaning, <laughs> like, meaning that I'm probably the first customer. I mean, they're oh, dusting yeah. the crusties yeah, off their they're eyes. Still, they're still booting. They're walking into the And it's restaurant. such an irrational anger to have. But when I walk in and the lady is like, like, she's been up for six hours. Like, she's so excited. And she goes, hey, how's your day been so far? <laughs> you know how it's been. I just woke up. Don't ask me that. Give me my tobacco. Give me my candy bar. Leave me the hell alone. Like, we don't need to be having a 20-minute long conversation. So what are you doing today? Huh? Going to work. What do you think? What do you think I'm doing today? Same as every day. It's a fucking What does thing. anyone do at 5.15 in the morning, lady? It's uh-huh. February 23rd. Yeah, actually, you know what? You know what? 5.15 in the morning. You won't believe this. I'm actually going to get a, a cash money check from a Saudi prince. I sent him $500 in an email, and I just have to go collect it in Clearwater. <laughs> like, yeah. shut up. Well, you know, I thought about doing some panhandling down on the Fall River, and I think there's some gold down there. So yeah. I'm going to see if yeah, I can you know test what? my you luck. Know what? And while I'm at it, and, and just give up now. You know and while I'm at it, I'm going to start my own pyramid scheme. That's what I'm going to do. You know what? Since my day was going so shitty until I encountered you, and you made me so happy, I've decided I'm starting my own business, and it's. Uh, if you sign off under me, I'll send you to Mexico. And then if you get three people to sign up under you, they could potentially go to Mexico too. And uh, next thing you know, I'm Charlie Manson. <laughs> yeah. like, get the fuck out of here, man. Dude, I don't know. What, like, seriously, though, I have no idea why that bugged me so bad. But I, I think it's just because I woke up tired. Welcome and, to the dark side. And man. I was just like, yeah. dude. I can't do this. Like, there is no chance at 6.30 in the morning if someone calls my phone, I'm going to have a 15-minute conversation. There's no chance. Absolutely I will not. I will ignore it, and then I will call you back later because that is not happening. What, what about you? Dude, I don't even get how you're in a situation like that. Like, how are you in a situation where you need to be on the phone? Maybe because people like him. Not at 5 o'clock in the morning. No shot. I, I, you could be the greatest person in the world. But I am not liking you enough to call you at five o'clock in the morning. No mm. shot. That's fair. Who's, no who fucking is shot. calling you. Exactly. Like, I don't like getting phone calls. I just observed that somebody else was uh, talking. Oh, I understand. Even then, who are you talking to? Yeah, who are you that's what I, I was. Get, I was just like, I could not believe it. I was like, and the person was just walking around the store, just you know, laughing and crap. I'm like, yeah, no. who are you talking to at 6.30 yeah. in the morning? It makes sense if, like, he was, like, a truck driver. Oh, and, and his ta- his sense of, like, time is just completely off. Yeah. But, like, if you are just a normal guy just going to go clock in and you get off at 5 or whatever and you clock in at 
six or six, seven. whatever. Yeah. Why the fuck are you ruining your day? On <laughs> no, yeah, I mean it's a great question. That is a great question. Like, why are you doing that? Uh, okay. What about you personally? Yeah. What is your what gripes at you gas stations? Oh, the most about gas stations? No, just in general. What pisses you off? It's so dumb that it shouldn't matter, but it does. Fuck. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, people, when we'll go, on, we'll stay on the 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 gas station trend. Um, early in the morning, when I if I'm opening a door for you, and I I, I don't get where we got lost. Where if someone opens a door for you, you say thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Usually. 100%, yeah. Hundred percent. Where that got lost mm. in the transcripts of society <laughs> is beyond me, but that. Just automatically pisses me. <laughs> you just want to shut the door in their dude, face. <laughs> I don't. I, oh I, no, dude! When it happens to me, I want a Chuck Norris roundhouse. Oh kick my dude. god, man! If I had to click the little click remote <laughs> and you go back and just pause time and make sure that like you understood to say thank you when a door's getting open for you, dude. It's insane. It I, really is. It's been happening more and more, and my, I don't get it. My biggest one, and I'll tell you right now, is. When I have my items in line and there's another person in front of me and then they just start looking at the scratch off tickets and they're like, yeah, can I have, um, yeah, the scratch off tickets. Oh the dude, the worst, scratch man. off tickets. That shit gets me so heated. Oh, yes. I'm just like, can you not just stand to the side? Let me do my thing. And then you can go back to your scratch off <laughs> tickets when no one's behind you. They will buy them and then check them. Yes. In line. Yes. Like, they'll scratch them off. In line, dude. <laughs> Make sure that they're not walking away. Oh, I'll tell you one ticket. better. I'll tell you one better. All right. You're in line, right? Someone buys a scratch off. Okay? Yeah. Fine. How about when you're in line, someone buys a scratch off, and there's six people behind the counter, oh, and there's four registers, and only one of them's open? Yeah, that irritates me. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it does. And then eventually some idiot's like, uh, okay, I'll get you over here. Yeah. And finally opens While up the second. It's like one person left. It's like great, dude. I've been here for twenty minutes. You're finally gonna open it up. <sighs> yeah. You're the last guy in line, and then he decides to open up the. And other listen, lane. I don't want to like talk shit, saying like you, uh, in the uh, customer service industry, that's tough. We yeah. We all worked at yeah. Pizza Hut. No. We yeah. worked at certain jobs. I understand, but the fact that you're so lazy, like you're just standing there. Watching. It's just the not give a fuck. How do you not give a fuck? Enough? Oh, and then you want more money. And then you want more money. You have no fucking gumption. You have no ambition. You have nothing. And you want more money because you feel like you deserve it. <laughs> no, you yeah. don't. Okay? Yeah. All of us, all of us have spent uh, some pretty hellacious uh, working environments to get you know, to a career that we're at. And I would even argue it's not where we want to be. We're not there yet. No. Still working towards it. He's a goddamn war hero, this guy. Oh, my God. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. If you classify, <laughs> if you classify <laughs> mopping a bathroom where 150 <laughs> dudes shit a day as a war hero, then sure. You know, yeah, I'm I would classify that. that. I'm all that. He was in the Army. He's a veteran. <laughs> yeah, he is that. I was a fucking glorified janitor. That's what I was. <laughs> but you were in the military. No. Dude, you doing the, you do this to him every time. I know. Dude. <laughs> I mean, 
makes him uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't come on here to be fucking make fun of, dude. What the fuck? Whipper, who's your uh, favorite professional wrestler of all time? Uh, Rey Mysterio, dude. Hell Six yeah. Nine. That's a great pick, that dude. Is, I didn't think it was going to come back that quick. Oh, dude, I got... Yeah, I he, used to be a little wrestler guy. Well, I was into it. Mm. Uh, Rey Mysterio was my favorite. I uh, hated fucking CM Punk. He's Do back. Yeah, he still he's sucks. Back. He's back. He's back. Yeah, well, he can stay gone. He just lost at the Royal Rumble last night, matter of fact. Good. Actually, I want to talk about that a little bit. Oh, jeez. I don't want to get crazy into professional wrestling. Here's what I'll say. The Women's Royal Rumble last night was ten times better than the Men's Royal Rumble, which I'm all there for. I really am. Mm -hmm. The girls right now, the talent that is coming through that roster is fucking insane. It really is, and it's fun to watch. What, they're just, like, super skillful? or Oh, Very. Very athletic, very skillful, very disciplined on what they do. It, it It's real good. It's better than the men. It really is. It's better than the men. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, and of course, you know, the majority of them are hot. And that, well, well, that helps, too. Yeah, it helps. But, <laughs> no, but, no, no, for real, like, these girls yeah. are, these girls are, dude, they're doing things that the guys can't. Like, like, body frame-wise and stuff, like, they're jumping off top ropes. They're doing things the guys can't. Gotcha. They, they really are. Don't say that to Ray Mysterio, dude. I would never. Uh, yeah, but, Ray has something to say about that. But they're doing some really cool things. And I would say, as far as professional wrestling goes right now, everybody's watching the women. Nobody's watching the men. Honestly. <laughs> I wonder why. No, it's not about that. It's because they're better. They're just better. Oh, okay. So when the uh, men's Royal Rumble came around. Yeah. Oh, by the way, with the female uh, Royal Rumble, uh, Rumble rah, 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 uh, Naomi came back. You know, that's my girl. <laughs> First time in three years she finally came back, so I was excited about that. But the men's came along. It was just boring, I thought. Yeah. It really was. It was just boring because you get, like, big-ass dudes that are just being big-ass dudes. Just sweaty before they even come out. Like, what wow. is that? I meant to, so okay, as a, as a person that's not a huge WWE fan, mm -hmm. why does their hair always look like they just got out of the shower? <laughs> yeah. yeah well, what what wet, is that? It's wet for that? a reason. Do you want to know why? Yeah, what is the yes. reasoning? Okay, so... Uh, so you can't grab it as as well. It's uh, it's like baby oil and like they all wear baby oil over their entire body. Okay. So they glisten in the lights. How am I supposed to believe this that? Is, though? Like that's probably the most truthful answer I can give you. Like, no, what? I'm saying like as a fan, as a fan, uh -huh. I see this guy coming down the tunnel, and this dude's fucking just lubricated. <laughs> How am I supposed to believe that this guy just went from point A? His car uh -huh. to back of the arena. Well, that's not how it always happens. I mean, you think they're coming out of the locker room. And actually, if you want to be realistic about it, you could be like, oh, he's covered in oil. That's a good fucking move because nobody can grab him. 
Yeah, but it just looks so weird. It looks so ridiculous. Lather yourself. I'm not gonna lie to you. No, it looks ridiculous as shit. <laughs> like, like, and their hair is always wet. And yeah, it's, but like they're uh, they flip the shit and yeah. it's like oh, yeah. spraying out and it's like, like I was like I always wondered what the hell that was because it literally looks like they got out of the shower and yeah. they're just like oh well, maybe they did I'm ready to wrestle. Maybe they did. And you know I hate to I say it. I hate I hate to, to say something. this. The one guy that has long hair that doesn't do that. I really hate to say this. Is AJ Styles. Your lookalike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His hair is never wet. I'm surprised you haven't gone his hair out for Halloween. No, I, I don't want to strictly out of pride. Well, I mean, when the resemblance is there, it's there, dude. I have no problem with AJ Styles. I think he's a great wrestler. I'll have to get you but... some gloves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll fluff up your hair a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, that's exactly why I don't want to What? Do what? You're, no, because you're being Harley. a you're being a bitch about it. That's why. I'm not being a bitch yes, about it. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You know it upsets me, and you're bringing it up. I I didn't know that, dude. I'm so sorry. Yeah, what? That is the fakest fucking apology. Why is that so Because for a while he was very hated, and nobody liked him, and they compare him. To me, not me to him. They compare him to me, and it's uh, it's frustrating. I'll say that it's it's frustrating. If you're gonna compare me to anybody, compare me to like I don't know Batista maybe or yeah, because because of of your physique, obviously you don't fucking look anything like Batista. So, (laughs) but doesn't mean I don't doesn't mean I don't have the mindset or the heart that he has. Uh, Compare me to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just because I'm not bald headed doesn't mean I'm not going to stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. <laughs> that is true. You know, this is one of my favorite favorite lines he ever said. <laughs> stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. The best part is, is like before AI happened, they like digitally created his face onto the scene of Gladiator. He's like, I'm the chief ass whooper. <laughs> no, that was back in the nineties. That that's was what a I'm commercial. saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like that's hilarious, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's uh I mean he's the greatest of all time. Stone Cold? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? He's probably the most famous one. Ha- okay, argue okay. with me then. I mean, I don't know wrestling like that. Okay, so I, then I don't. you don't have an opinion. I do have an opinion though. All right, let I mean, me I, I know a little bit about Stone Cold, but uh, my guy's Macho Man, dude. <laughs> when it comes to the most who has like the most wins? Oh, that'd be Flair, like Ric Flair. No, yeah. it's Ric Flair and John Cena. They're tied. So that's what's crazy is like it's not it's not categorized like basketball. Where it's like, oh, dude, he's got the most points scored in the game. He's got to be top five, or he's got the most wins ever. He's got to be top five. So you would never say Ric Flair is a top five wrestler of all time, would you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would yeah. say he's top five. He, for sure. He's just so famous, dude. Really? Yeah. Well, it, and the way he the way he revolutionized the sport, I would say he's absolutely top five for sure. Okay. Well, that's fair. Then I I'll shut the fuck up. Now. Dude, my favorite Ric Flair story is him in like Mexico, and he gets blasted drunk, and. He wakes up with two strange, like, girls he had no recollection about, and he had done his Ric Flair things with them, and he he realized he didn't have his Rolex. So he's like, so he's like, yeah, where's my Rolex at? And they're like, you don't remember? And he's like, no. And they're like, you tipped the waiter with your Rolex, and he said, here, I have 15 of these motherfuckers. Take one. I'm like, dude, that is such a Ric Flair thing to do. For sure. (laughs) But so, Okay. 
coming back on that. Um, skill wise, though, like where was he at when it comes to just like wrestling? Like, <laughs> oh, okay, the, sure. Do, do we count? Do we include the persona? Uh, you include everything. Line? You include yeah everything. with with okay. WWE. You have to. You include you include the character, and then you include the skillmanship uh, from a wrestling standpoint. Okay, and. Uh, Ric Flair has to be up there. I would say that then too, yeah. I would say, honestly, on my list, he's probably five. He's money. money. So, like, if you only give me five, I would say he's probably five. Okay, so who is before that? Yeah, who is your top five? You you, you know, you've talked about WWE Uh so much on this podcast. Yeah. Who is your top five wrestlers? Um, in no particular order. Mm -hmm. I would say Ric Flair. I would say The Rock. Okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. That's three. I get two more. Yeah. Um, I would say probably Shawn Michaels. Okay. And then I'm going to do a newer guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> probably Seth Rollins. I hate to say it. I really oh, hate to say yeah? it. Yeah, I hate to say okay. it. But I, I think tactically he's a good. Now, let me go on the women. You want me to do the women? Yeah, sure. Okay. Women. Uh, Trish Stratus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no offense. But that reaction I, must mean she's oh not very good, but uh, no, she's very good. Sexy. But she is drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> she was not only is she smoking hot, <laughs> she was probably one of the first female wrestlers to actually like be taken seriously as a wrestler. Okay. Yeah, it used to be like. They'd have like the women on like oh the, bra and the, panty the, match. Yeah, yeah they, they did yeah, all yeah. sorts of cringy shit. Uh, I would say Trish Stratus has to be there. Becky Lynch for sure. Uh, I mean, if we're talking top five, that woman has done more things than anybody. So, Is so OnlyFans? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> from a wrestling standpoint. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, I would say Lita has to be there. That's three. Uh, and then we would take mm, <coughs> probably well, my favorite of all time, Naomi. Mm-hmm. I think I know who that one is. She had like, uh, amazing. Okay. She had like die like streaks of neon. Yep. Yeah. 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 Love her. What about Sasha? I love Sasha, but I don't think she's earned it yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tough take. Tough take. Uh, The last woman that I think has earned it really, really earned it. Probably China. Okay. Yeah, because China, when, I mean, forget about the porn and all that shit that she did. Yeah. I didn't bring that up at all. Hey, hey, hey. No, it, when, it, it, it happened. You bring me on when, here when China, that? When China did it in the ring, when China really wrestled, I mean, if it wasn't for China, you wouldn't have had any of my list. Like, okay. she was the woman that did Dude, uh, she was yoked. Too for a woman. Yeah. She yeah, was now, shredded. Bro, but now all the women do it, so it's not like... It's not... Dude, uh, we should do an episode one time, uh, one of these episodes, like where we just go over all the dumb shit WWE used to do. 
Like, you remember when they made, like, a, a, a one of their characters was a mentally challenged person? Oh, my. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and or, uh, it was uh, Beetlejuice. It, no, it wasn't Beetlejuice. Howard Stern, he wasn't on WWE? He might have made an appearance, I think but he did. <laughs> it's not who he's talking about. No, like, they literally made a character. It was a... Name was Eugene. Yeah. And, oh <laughs> like, dude, if you go back into WWE's history, they got some crazy shit they did. <laughs> like, Okay, his name was Eugene, and he was actually a decent wrestler, but he did act... Yeah, they made him. You know what? We're, we, everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Know the word. Just say it. <laughs> no, no. He acted uh, behind uh, the, everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was, dude. It was pretty funny, dude. They had, <laughs> they did it. dude. They had. Uh, remember, they made Triple H go blackface too, <laughs> like, oh, like, because he was feuding with The Rock. It's like, dude. It, you can't get away with that shit anymore. No, not now. But back then, it was funny. I guess. I don't. <laughs> Dude, I'm just telling oh, you. Oh, if The Rock really had a problem with it, he would have fucking said something. Oh, he would have whooped their ass, dude. Yeah, he didn't. Shut Nobody up, did. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shut up, bitch. Dude, they used to do, this, the they used to do stuff in WWE where, uh, I mean, pregnancies got miscarried, uh... Weddings got interrupted by choke slams. Like, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, man! <laughs> yeah, they, they did all kinds of stuff that was uh, not cool. <laughs> <laughs> like looking back now, you're like, eh, you probably shouldn't have done that. No, I, I'm still here for it from an entertainment value. I think it was excellent. <laughs> uh, do I condone what Vince McMahon allegedly uh, has going out with him? No, absolutely not. But the most silver-haired, middle-aged white man ever. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, dude. The most, like, like sweeping under the rug guy ever in oh any God. sport. He's got a lot of money, man. <laughs> like, oh, that didn't happen. <laughs> my problem is, well, when I'll get into it off air, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because uh, I do have Is it about a, the Federation? Is it no. The federation? No, but I have a legitimate gripe about a lot of the things that are going on that would have made sense to me to call them out when it's anyway. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you think about today's game, by the way? As oh, the Chiefs uh, game. Yeah, as an outsider, you know, you're a Steelers fan through and through. Yeah. Then we had Winfrey. He's you know joined no, in with the. Winfrey, I'm a born, I'm a born. He's a born again Chiefs born fan. Again Chiefs fan. Yeah, Winfrey used to be my only ally, uh, being a Steelers fan. Well, that's the downfall of the Steelers. Uh, their ownership uh, doesn't know how to own a team. Um, they're investing in positions that they don't need to invest in. Yeah, to be he's, hey, hey, he's making good uh, points here. Like you have a team that is capable of at least competing in the playoffs and you're missing one position and you've been missing it for four seasons now, three or four seasons now, and you know what that position is and you tried and you knew and you tried with that position and you knew what you got and then you knew what you needed to do and they didn't do it. And I cannot root for a team that is getting destroyed by ownership. 
It's not the players' fault. It's not the coaching staff. Yeah, imagine being a Cowboys it's fan, man. The ownership. I and I can't stand it. Find it hard uh, or upsetting, I guess, that when he bailed off of, and he has. Oh, he's legitimate. He's fully reasons. committed. He has legitimate reasons to be upset with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He does. Yeah. Uh, I find it kind of bullshit that when he fell off that <laughs> to pick the hottest team in football. No, it wasn't the hottest team in football. It's the local team in football that is closest to me. That is true. Like, yeah, like I it's am. Ava- they are easily available for us to go <laughs> yeah, watch. Like, yeah, like I've never heard of the Chiefs before in my life. Like, we grow up around here. We're, what, two and a half hours away? Yeah, we're like two and a half hours away. Well, like, the new turnpike, sure, yeah. Okay, so, so when, I, when you have exposure to that, like, you should be. That should be your Yeah, it should team. be your team. Yeah, but it's not. It should be. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with that. But to say someone goes on the bandwagon. Well, I'm just, I'm not saying you were a bandwagon. I'm just saying it was convenient timing. Well, hey, he picked a good season to get in with us. This was also the year the Chiefs were never going to go back. The Chiefs were done for. They I'm talking about this year? No, no last year when season. we got got rid of Tyreek. It was the Tyreke end of the dynasty. Gone. Everything's done. All this crap. And then you know what they do? They go win a Super Bowl. What? What? Um, and guess what they're going to do again this year? What? We're not going to knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. We don't know yet. We're not going to finish that statement, but. We all know where it's going. I mean, to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Oh yeah. At home. Oh yeah. With a team that's never gonna hype go it up back, more, homie. With a team that's never gonna go back. You beat every. You win every single. Talk that game. shit. <laughs> Outside the first round, Mahomes has never played at home. That didn't matter. Guess where he's going? Back to his home, the Super Bowl, baby. Yes, you're right. Well, and I'm happy for the Chiefs, obviously. Oh uh, yeah, man, it's been a it's uh, been a long time. Uh, I can't wait till the Steelers get it figured back out, <laughs> and then this piece of shit next to me. <laughs> hey, I'm not a piece of shit. I'm not a piece. Of shit. All right, okay. I would still, I I still like the Steelers. Man. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you don't like them as much as you used to. Well, so. I mean, it's pretty hard when you know the team is capable of winning, because Mike Tomlin, top. Fuck. I mean, he's got to be... One of the greatest coaches of all time. Of all time, yeah. And that roster is constructed in a way where you can literally throw almost anyone at quarterback and then you'll have a winning season. Hence why they still had a winning season this year with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. Mason Rudolph. And Mason Rudolph. You had three quarterbacks this year and still had a winning season. Well, guess what? Imagine if you had a dog. Uh, when we win the when we win the Super Bowl, because it will happen, no, it, it will. Yes, it will. Not with it, this. Not with this ownership. No, it won't. may not be in the next four years. Bench, it will happen our, again. Our bench players suck. I'll say that. The whole team sucks. I'll say this. Our bench players. <laughs> the Steelers bench sucks. When it <laughs> happens depth. again. When it happens again, and we win the Super Bowl, I do not want to see you. Flying a terrible towel. I, I never, don't want to see you wearing never a did. shirt. Never did when they did win it. I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm not that kind of fan. How about that? Ah, he's fully converted. 
He's come to the villain arc, baby. Yeah. It's okay I'm to have it, it. it's okay to have two teams. It really is. It's okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. I didn't just wake up one day and be like, you know what? Today is the day where I just don't like the Steelers anymore. They so what it seems like years and years of just terrible hey. ownership. Don't. Like, you knew Ben was going out. Yeah, you we all knew this. And yeah, you some of us stick with the, him and some of and us you don't. you wait until the year he retires to draft the quarterback and you pick Kenny Pickett? Hey, you act like I had any involvement in this. I'm, I didn't, I, you know. Hey, I'm just but saying. But here's what I'll say. Here's what I'm I'll say. I'm just saying. You is knew. It, is he it, put it in okay, the window. All right. he, hang up, he hung up a poster and said, hey, I'm retiring soon. You left one Super Bowl team for another. And let me tell you this. When you finally win it again, it makes it that much wor- more worth it knowing that you weathered the storm and you sucked ass. Okay, I Let's understand Let's talk this. about the Detroit Lions I and how they must feel. I understand this concept. I understand. We both understand. Can't, we're Kansas Jayhawks fans. Oh, we yeah, get we this. are. Yeah, we, we get are. this. We get this. Uh, I'm a Boston Celtics fan. You know how long it's been since we sniffed the finals? The Celtics? The Celtics. They got a lot of we're, success. We're, we're going over a lot of sports here. We're going over a lot of sports here, but we're just going to talk about this. You're because you, you made a bold accusation. <laughs> you did. You made you made a claim. You're saying I just walked up and left without <coughs> winning, and that's not true. I've weathered the storm for multiple teams, but the difference between those teams and the Pittsburgh Steelers is those teams have competent owners, and the Pittsburgh Steelers don't. Their owner. Is an idiot. He sucks. Well, I'm not gonna argue with you there. And uh, I mean, speaking of Boston, dude, talk about heartbreak. I'm a Red Sox fan. Oh man. yeah, you've you've felt it for years. And then we did good, and then we don't anymore. <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I, why do I pick teams that just want to hurt you? Yeah, I they don't just know. Suck. The only team that's consistently not hurt me, Jayhawks, man. They're always in we contention. Got, we got a case data over yeah, I can't say much about this, but so you can, so you can be an observer know. and you can at least acknowledge. I the don't fact know. It that seems KU like you always is in contention. Yeah, well, it also seems like they break your guys' heart for a lot of times. Only the only reason why because the get, expectations are so high. It's so different. Like you guys expect very minimal going into the season in any sport. Like football, you expect to at least win a couple games, make a make a bowl game, but you never expect to win a national title in any sport. Kansas fans, we expect a national title in basketball every year, every single year, and every we expect year. that. And when you guys beat us, I, I think it is <laughs> literally hell on earth the next day. I am so upset, I... and you guys make it even worse because you guys know that. Oh, I know, and. Now it's even it's so bad now that you guys chant FKU yeah. before every game. <laughs> we're not even playing you. Like why? What are Because we're in their head. That's why. Yeah, rent free, I guess. But I think it is crazy the fact that. But here's what I also think is crazy: the fact that Kansas State actually has contention here to. Beat KU in Big 12 uh, in basketball. 
That's not going to happen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It might happen in the next couple of years. Oh, but if it does, you know that uh, all these K-State fans are going to come out of the woodwork, like, acting like they've been rooting for these fucking but, teams. But it, it's almost like the script is getting flipped. Like, Fine. Well, Kansas, it's probably Kansas about State, time. Kansas State's getting good at basketball. Okay. And KU's getting good at football. Yeah. It's almost getting balanced. It is happening. It's starting some pretty heated rivalries between amongst friends. Even <laughs> all yeah. year long, it's kind of weird living in Kansas because we are splitted. Like, like if you would uh, think of me as a person, you would think that I surely should be a K State fan. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah, because of the agricultural side and everything. Da da da. My dad coached basketball at KU, baby. We are a KU family, and it has been blissful being a KU fan. Especially in basketball. <laughs> now, fourteen straight, fourteen straight championships. Uh, it's been nice, and then we sucked. But here's the thing, and you're gonna find this out. Being a diehard Chiefs fan, here's the thing: you can only maintain for so long. You cannot be the the head of the table. See, you can't. this is the thing, though. I live in the moment, baby. And right now, this moment, the Chiefs are going to the fucking Super Bowl. And that's all I give a shit about. And we're all excited about that. (laughs) We're all excited about that. But what I'm saying is, you know, next season you lose one game and everybody goes, oh, the Chiefs are terrible. Because you uh, built such a standard. To be fair, we lost like six games this year. And I I was like, there's no way. Like the playoffs, it's going to be horrible. But that comes with territory. When you expect greatness, you... React to a loss so much worse than you would. Oh, yeah. You don't expect that at all. Oh, yeah. Like, when we lost to the Broncos this year, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is the sorriest team I've ever seen. Then I got to thinking, I was like, oh, no, I've watched Matt Castle. It can't get worse. It can't get a whole lot worse. And I promise you that. When Priest Holmes is literally the only guy you have on that team, yeah, yeah, it can't get worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what's uh, such a bummer about, like, good teams is that when you start to do bad, everybody expects so much out of you and everybody expects. Oh yeah. And it it does get a little uh, visceral because you just expect something like, like every time KU doesn't make it to the final four, we're like, what the fuck? Exactly. Oh yeah. Those expectations go through the roof, dude. Cause we're like that. No, we always make it to the final four. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. But when we have one bad year, every KU fan, including myself, is like, what the fuck are we doing? You know? Because we're so used to winning. And the Steelers, we were like that. We were so used to winning. I mean, it's not like you guys had a losing season. You're not going to have that. You've never had a losing season. Or Mike Tomlin. Yeah, never. 18 years, baby. That is is absolutely the craziest Stat in the NFL. It's got to be. Like, like, to never have a losing season, you know how, like, mathematically impossible that is? Would you say, potentially, he's the greatest coach of all time? No. Not yet. No. And maybe never, because Belichick has something to say about that. Because he needs more championships? Yeah, of course. (laughs) At the end of the day, championships is what defines you. I mean, that's just how it is. It's the same thing with Bill Self. Like, 
Bill Self, yeah. Would you put he Tomlin won. on the Mount Rushmore of coaches? Oh, yeah. As an all-time coach? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, he's up there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, we we got to wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. Oh, yeah, we've been doing it. Hey, uh, how do you want to sign off, Winfrey? Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs uh, Lions Super Bowl and uh, Chiefs win. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All I like right, that. Well, I know this episode was a little all over the place. Yeah. Uh, we highlighted the movie. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. It's Chase's movie next week. Uh-huh. I uh, hope it's a good one. Oh, we'll figure it out. And we are still planning on live streaming the Oscars, Oscars yes. for sure. Yes. We're going to do that. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Find us on YouTube, CND's Booze Reviews. Anywhere you get your podcast. We're and on, uh, We're on TikTok, too. So. And, guys, thanks for uh, all the support. The go continued like. support. Yeah, go like, share, do whatever you guys can. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. All right, man. Yep. All right, here's how we end it. We go... Uh, Cheers. All right. Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. All right. <laughs> we stay thirsty all the time. It's always beer drinking weather out here.